Just how bad was Lavan? We grow up thinking of Lavan as being this awful, miserable character, and indeed we know that the story is pretty clear that he did the wrong thing by tricking Yaakov with, when it came to his wives, possibly changing his wages, and certainly if someone tampered with our marriage in that way, we would be very upset. But is Lavan as truly evil as the person that we make him out to be, as the person that we are taught he is by Chazal, that Arami Ovedavi, that the one who completely tried to destroy our forefather, as the Haggadah states, was Lavan the greatest antithesis of Israel? Is that who Lavan truly is? And I think, if you look throughout the text, you don't really get so much of that impression. Yes, he, he might not have been the best guy. Again, we would have been very upset if he tampered in our marriage, the way he tampered in Yaakov's marriage. And even though, yes, Hashem told him, don't pursue Yaakov, don't even say a bad thing or even a good thing to Yaakov, and yet Lavan goes anyway, very fired up and understandably upset that Yaakov had emptied his bank account. All of that aside, you know, nobody's perfect. So was Lavan really such an evil, miserable character and a miserable individual? If you look through Lavan's rhetoric, look at Lavan's conversation with Yaakov, we get the impression that Lavan is someone who wants to cooperate with Yaakov. He's trying to show himself as someone who wants to be upstanding and deal um, cordially with Yaakov. That is the impression that we get from the text, from the Chumash, letting the Chumash speak for itself. Without Chazal, you know, sending these little signals every time, Lavan seems to be trying to do something good. Lavan hugs and kisses Yaakov, and Chazal say, yes, that's because Lavan is trying to feel around to find the jewelry that Yaakov has, either in his clothes or in his mouth. But, again, that seems very extreme, especially, you know, not knowing, you know, anything else. And assume it, you know, just reading the text, letting the text speak for itself, Lavan does not seem really that bad. But I think that is a little bit where the evil of Lavan lies. The fact that Lavan fights very much to show himself as someone who is righteous, that is a little bit of a clue. You see, Chazal had x-ray vision. They were able to read right through the Chumash and read in between the lines, and they were able to recognize the true villain that Lavan and all similar characters are. Right, we spoke about this on the Parshas Chayisara in the Muslim minutes, and Chesed speaks louder than words where we had another character, Ephron Hachiti, where he looks like he's really trying to be a good guy. We have characters like Ephron, Esav, Lavan, where in the Chumash they don't seem like they're such evil people. But you know, a rule for villains in Chumash, and truly a rule for villains in real life, as we said, is that they don't always look like villains. They don't have the evil eyebrows or the evil mustache. They don't carry around a pitchfork or have devil horns. In fact, a lot of the time, they have a great smile. They look like wonderful people. Because who is going to admit that they are a villain? Now, what we have to do is look at their actions and take a look at their rhetoric and then see if they're pushing very hard to show you that they're a righteous person. Maybe that's a red flag, even on a character as white as Lavan. Maybe it wasn't so white. After all, we know that what Lavan did. Lavan switched Yaakov's wives, and yes, Lavan maybe was able to defend himself because, listen, it's the minhagamakom, it's the, it's the custom of the place. But at no point do we find Lavan saying this to Yaakov before he tampered with the marriage. And why would Lavan do it this way? 
unless Lublin was trying to make a buck off Yaakov. If Yaakov would be forced to stay longer to marry another wife, so then he would have to work more for Lavan. Why would Lavan change his wages so many times? Now, you can look at the rhetoric and you'll see the impression of someone who really wants to cooperate, someone who wants to be cordial. He says, Ah, we're family. And right? He said, but you know what? So you can live with me. And then he says, ah, but just because you're my brother, you know, why can't I pay you? Lavan comes off trying to say, like, look, I'm generous. I'm going to give you even money for being here. When after all, Lavan's really just trying to get a servant out of Yaakov. So Lavan might have rebuttals, but those rebuttals are prepared before he makes a crime. Lavan, someone who always tries to seize the moral high ground, just like a modern-day politician. When Yaakov says, uh, when, when actually Lavan wants Yaakov to stay in the home and he makes business arrangements with Yaakov, Yaakov says, okay, if you want me to stay, so here's the deal, I'm not asking for much, this is it. And Lavan says, hey, if only it'll be as you say. As if Lavan is trying to intimate that, of course, I'm going to be honest. I hope you can be honest. And yet, when Lavan is actually pursuing Yaakov for his life, when, when it's clear that Lavan wants to kill him, Lavan has the audacity to chase after Yaakov and not only accuse him, but he says, So he says, you, he says, you did not even let me kiss my sons and daughters. It was a foolish thing for you to do. I have the power in my hand and, you know, to, to do evil to you. I, I can destroy you if only, you know, your God didn't come and tell me not to. But what's Lovin clearly doing? Lovin's trying to say, I was such a good guy. And, and, and you, 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 you turned your back on me. This, this is the mark of, of, of utter true evil. The mark of someone who wants you to think that he is an absolutely wonderful person when he, in fact, is a selfish, sleazy, miserable politician. And it's something that we have to see in life. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to recognize it in people in the world around us. That's obviously something that we have to work on. But for our own purposes as well, it would pay for us to actually look into ourselves and see where this trace of love on might exist in us. How often are we actually in the wrong, but due to our, whether it's our own honor, our own dignity, or maybe just out of our own selfishness, we try to seize the moral high ground and claim that what we were doing was absolutely appropriate and correct. How much of us is really the Shema? And how much of us is lolishma? How much is for the sake of heaven? And how much is, you know, really just for ourselves? We have to eradicate that from within ourselves. And we should actually clean ourselves, purge ourselves, and not just have the impression of being white like Lovin.